Thank you for downloading this podcast of Andy's Movie Mashup from GFM 107.1. For rights reasons, the music has been removed, so it's just me talking. Enjoy. Uh, that was uh, was the Turtles with uh, Happy Together. That's from the soundtrack to Minions, which is one of my TV movie picks of the week. Welcome to another movie mashup on GFM 107.1. On this week's show, going to be talking about The Endless, which is a brand new uh, sort of sci-fi horror movie, twisty, turny, timey-wimey type thing that was simultaneously released in cinemas and on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, movie called Game Night with Jason Bateman and oh blimey Kyle Chandler among others and a movie called Mum and Dad with Nicolas Cage um, which um, is rather good well I liked it I don't think my wife liked it very much but um, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was um, also me looking at what's on at local venues, TV movies on uh, this weekend, uh, DVD picks, some news about the Good Robot Andy's is going to be a bit of a hiatus for a while because um, we're both on holiday and doing other stuff. So we're going to pick up our top 30 horror movies of the 20th century in a few weeks, which we'll probably rush through until Christmas. Uh, but first, some more music. This is from Candyman. And this is uh, John Evangelis, and this is a track called State of Independence. That was the rather wonderful Sigur Ross with a track called Varolda. Uh, that is from the soundtrack to uh, a movie that I talked about last week, actually, which was um, Captain Fantastic. But I didn't play it on the show then because um, I ran out of time, so I'm playing it this week. Uh, and before that was John and Vangelis with a track called State of Independence. I think I may have played that on the show before, but there is, there is also a version by Donna Summer, so it might have been that one. And that is from Candyman. All right, so first movie this week is a movie called The Endless. It's a 2017 American science fiction horror film directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead and written by Benson. And it stars Benson, Moorhead, Kelly Hernandez... Tate Ellington, Lou Temple, and James Jordan. And the film was released on April the 6th, 2018, um, by Wellgo USA Entertainment. It was released here a bit later than that. Um, it may be interpreted as a partial sequel to the Benson and Moorhead earlier film, Resolution, as it appears to share the same creative universe and some plot points. I haven't seen Resolution. In fact, I hadn't heard of these guys before I read about this film in Empire magazine and uh, an interview with them. And then uh, they were on the Empire podcast as well, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, so it follows two brothers, played by Benson and Moorhead, who receive a cryptic video message inspiring them to revisit the UFO death cult they escaped a decade earlier. So they have different views on all the events that transpired and cannot find their place in the world beyond the cult. Um... One brother who is older, realising that something uh, is going to happen very soon, fled the cult, taking his younger brother with him, who is reluctant. Uh, he has happier memories of his childhood um, and, and believes that the cult will go on to fulfil their mission. So, um, this starts quite interestingly. It has some interesting visual touches. Uh, you know, it's, it's fairly low-budget, 
It's been done on a on a decent budget. Well, on a not on a decent budget, on a on a fairly modest budget. Um, its ideas are interesting, um, and and certainly it builds up a great deal of tension uh, when they return to the cult, and uh, people are seemingly, un, you know, really happy to see them, um, and almost not surprised that they're there, which is odd. Uh, what they then discover is that um, for some people, time is not moving in the way that you might think it would. In fact, it might be moving in a circular motion, which is interesting. Uh, and it's then that they realise that they might be in more trouble than they thought by returning. I can't really give too much else away, only that this film takes in ideas like uh, other dimensions and dimensional beings and uh, time, you know, obviously time as a dimension. Um, it has a lot of big ideas. I think that is a little bit long. So uh, it's um, 111 minutes long, which is, I think, too long. I think that for a film of this type, with the kind of ideas and concepts and plot that it's trying to convey, it could have been an hour and 20 minutes, maybe an hour and a half tops, but it's not. It, goes, it, it kind of repeats itself quite a lot. However, there are, there are some interesting ideas on, play, on display here, and I think that the filmmaking is very good indeed, considering the budgetary constraints. Um, what I do think, though, is because they are... Uh, maybe because they are the writers and directors and they are you know, largely responsible for most of the look and feel, one of them actually shot it as well, that maybe, although it has, uh, they didn't edit it themselves, that maybe it could have been trimmed a bit um, for expediency because it does repeat itself. It repeats its ideas a lot and it doesn't really need to do that. I think that I understood what was going on sooner than maybe they thought I would. Um, but I am still going to give it a recommendation because uh, I think this film deserves to be seen by more people. It is of interest, for sure. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 97%, which says the endless benefits from its grounded approach to an increasingly bizarre story, elevated by believable performances by filmmakers Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, also by the supporting cast as well. There's a good point about the, um, the grounded approach. It definitely takes a... You know, it takes a what if this existed in the real world type, type approach to the material, which is very important, I think. Otherwise, it wouldn't work as well as it does. But I say, you know, I say that it does have issues, but it's still worth a look. Um, and it's rated 15, and it's out now on DVD and Blu ray. It was a simultaneous uh, cinema and DVD and Blu ray release. I guess they knew that maybe it wouldn't get many screens. So, um, simultaneous release. Oh, that was rather wonderful. That was um, maybe not really familiar with the Lion King movie soundtrack, but maybe that was from the um, the stage soundtrack. That was called Endless Night. Uh, that's not from a um, from a movie that I'm talking about this week, um, but uh, the movie that I talked about just before that was called The Endless. So you know, I joined the dots and played that instead, which, which I rather enjoyed. Um, okay, so next movie this week is a movie called Game Night. It's a 2018 American black comedy film directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, Goldstein, and written by Mark Perez. It stars Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams and follows a group of friends whose game night turns into a real-life mystery after one of them is kidnapped by apparent burglars. The 
The film's supporting cast includes Billy Magnuson, Sharon Horgan, Lamont Morris, Kyle Bunbury, Jesse Plemons, Michael C. Hall and Kyle Chandler. Uh, it was released on February the 23rd this year. It was a commercial and critical success and received praise for its dark humour and the cast's performances. So yeah, it came out earlier this year. Um, I heard the reviews and thought they were very good, so I thought, you know, that's got to be worth a go. Although, I would say that I'm not generally um, a fan of uh, sort of uh, movie comedies featuring Jason Bateman, but uh, this received such good reviews that I thought that it would be worth a go. Um, So... It's about married competitive gamer couple Max, played by Jason Bateman, and Annie, played by Rachel McAdams. Um, uh, they are trying to conceive a child, but their attempts are unsuccessful due to maybe Max's stress surrounding his feelings of inag- inadequacy when compared to his successful, attractive brother, Brooks, played by Carl Chandler. Actually, the best I've ever seen Carl Chandler in a movie. I've always thought that you know, he's potentially a really great screen presence, but he's never really given enough to do. Um, but in this case, uh, very good indeed. Um, so they have game nights with their friends, played by Billy Magnuson, married couple, uh, Kevin, uh, played by Lamont Morris, and Michelle, played by Carly Bunbury. And uh, also uh, Sharon Horgan turns up later on um, with Billy Magnuson. Uh, but one night, Carl Chandler says, um, I'm going to host game night, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like a murder mystery type thing. You don't really know what's going to happen. So uh, they go along to his house, which is, you know, amazingly swanky. And um, then Jeffrey Wright turns up uh, as a sort of a fake FBI agent saying, um, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to arrest him, and then this is going to happen. But then some other people turn up, and uh, all hell breaks loose. And the game night people, apart from Kyle Chandler, who is um, seemingly getting beaten up and kidnapped, they all think it's part of the show. Uh, they very quickly, well, no, actually, not, not quickly, actually, they slowly realise that perhaps it isn't part of the show and perhaps something more sinister is going on. Um, so that is essentially the plot. Uh, it's really, really good fun. Um, it's got loads of energy. It's got some fantastic ideas, uh, some nice set design, um, and uh, the performances are terrific. So everybody seems, you know, everybody seems to be in on the joke, uh, but uh, the audience knows probably less than the people in the movie know, which is good fun. So you know, you have to try and figure out what the hell is going on as well. Uh, lots of fun. Really enjoyed it. It's got some nice. Um, uh, cameo performances from the likes of Michael C. Hall and Danny Houston, uh, which is always nice. Uh, it's it's awesome. Loved it. Liked it a lot. Laughed a lot. Enjoyed the you know the, in a in a. Um, I think that it's unusual for a film that is you know sort of a black comedy with elements of action and espionage you know type thing, blackmail, blah blah blah. It's unusual for all of those um, elements to uh, to work together, but in this case they do. So it is funny, it is exciting. The action is well staged. Uh, in fact, there's a very nice scene in a house where something is being passed from person to person that's really well staged. Um, yeah, it's terrific. Really liked it. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of eighty three percent, which says that 
uh, with a talented cast turned loose on a loaded premise and a sharp script loaded with dark comedy and unexpected twists, it might be more fun than the real thing. Um, yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, really liked it. So if you didn't see this, although it did do very well at the, at the uh, box office, so maybe you have seen it, but if you didn't, it's out now on DVD and Blu-ray, and it's rated 15. And that was uh, Hall of Notes with a track called Sarah Smile. Um, before that was Billy Joel with Captain Jack. Uh, not that Captain Jack. Uh, and they are both from the soundtrack called Game Night that I talked about just before that. Okay, final movie this week is Mom and Dad. It's a 2017 American horror comedy film written and directed by Brian Taylor. Uh, the film stars Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair and it premiered in the Midnight, Midnight Madness section at the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival. It was released on January the 19th, 2018 by Momentum Pictures and received generally positive reviews from critics. So directed by Brian Taylor, who along with... I can't remember his partner, uh, Neverdine, I think. I'm not sure of his Christian name. Uh, directed the, uh, frankly, terrible Crank movies. And also the um, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance sequel, which is also terrible, but starred Nicolas Cage. Um, uh, so this is Brian Taylor on his own. Also screenplay by Brian Taylor. Um, music by Mr. Bill who <laughs> I've not heard of before. Uh, did pretty well at the box office. It's got a short, sharp running time of 83 minutes, which is rather marvellous, and it's very high-concept stuff. So the movie begins with a mother putting on soothing music for her child as she sets her car on railroad tracks and leaves the child in the car. So that is how it starts. It then carries on from there that there is uh, some kind of uh, you know, some, some kind of um, madness affecting parents, wherein the parents want to kill their children, but only their own children, not other people's. In fact, parents are seen to be protecting other people's children from harm. Um, and uh, some of these parents are Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair, who are a couple who appear to be not really getting on all that well. You know, so I would consider them to be in a, in a bit of a rut. They've got two kids... Um, a teenage daughter and a younger son who um, are, you know, sort of, I'd say, fairly humdrum uh, kids, American children. Uh, but when all of this stuff starts kicking off, then the energy level... Actually, the energy level's pretty high from the beginning, but the energy level just goes through the roof. So I would say that I'm not, not at all a fan of the crank movies that these folks made or at least that Brian Taylor made with his directing partner but this movie um, is actually rather good so it has it's pretty full-on stuff I will say that uh, so although it is a horror comedy that doesn't mean that the the horror elements are are cheapened or weakened so if you think about an American werewolf in London wherein the horror elements are pretty full-on that's the same kind of thing that you've got here so there's some pretty close to the bone stuff in this movie uh, stuff that I won't really talk about but I will warn you that it is quite full on in the horror stakes <coughs> it is also very funny and most of that I would say is due to Nicolas Cage's incredible nutty energy so that, that nutty energy can sometimes overwhelm a movie um, and, and sort of be out of step with what's going on there but in this case 
his, uh, his nutty energy is entirely in keeping with the tone of the film and helps to propel the, uh, the storyline along. Selma Blair is also very good. And so are the kids, uh, the, the actors playing their children. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I'm not sure that my wife enjoyed it very much. Uh, there were certainly scenes that I was a bit squeamish about. Um, it's pretty full-on stuff, but it is a, I found it to be a lot of fun, as well as being a decent horror movie, uh, which is pretty much what I wanted it to be You know, when I heard about it. Um, so uh, another recommended film this week. It has a, a certified fresh approval rating of 73%. And it says its gonzo premise serves as an effective springboard for a wickedly dark, bloody comedy and appropriately over-the-top performance from Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he is, uh, he's in good form here. I really enjoyed his performance in this. Um, it's rated 15. Oh, that was rather wonderful. I used to enjoy watching uh, MASH on uh, television. As my, actually, my mum introduced me to that. And then later on, watched the Robert Altman movie, which is uh, fantastic, and uh, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out, because it's really good. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at some DVD and Blu-ray picks. These are things that are out now, or will be out from Monday. So Peter Rabbit gets its uh, DVD and Blu-ray release, a film that uh, did very well at the box office, but was, I think, righteously um, disliked by every critic that I heard of, but that doesn't really matter, because it, people still went to see it. Also, Mary Magdalene has been released. Um, that's a movie that theoretically should have been great, but um, I heard Robbie Collins say on uh, Kermode and Mayo's uh, film review show that uh, all the cast looked like they've walked out of a perfume advert. So um, that's maybe one to avoid, uh, which is a shame because I think that it could have been an interesting story. Uh, Gringo has been released uh, with um, David Oyelowo. And uh, supporting cast of Joel Edgerton and... Ooh, who else is in that? I'm trying to think now. Um, is it Nicole Kidman? It might be. Um, that, is, that is supposed to be a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen that, if you didn't see that on release, that's worth a look, I think. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Duck, Duck, Goose has been released on DVD and Blu-ray. So that is a movie that... Uh, Again, did very well, but I don't think he's very good, but might be good for younger viewers. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the list for this week, which is not actually all that, all that great. There's a couple of good things in there. I think maybe Gringo is something that I'd be interested in watching from that list. Uh, so some news on the Good Robot Andes. We were supposed to record on Monday the next three films in the top 30 horror movies of the 20th century, but uh, we've been delayed. And then we're going to be on holiday separately. So I will be back in at some point in August where we will do some more. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast from GFM 107.1. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Cockers underscore 97 and on my Facebook page, which is Andy's Movie Mashup.